Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and uh, this is a uh, our latest podcast. And you know, you remember way back when, all I did was podcasts, and now, uh, because of technology, we almost do all vodcasts, and people do ask me to do podcasts, so let me give you a podcast, and this was a funny title, right? You sort of title the iTouch, the ECR, and CME. So how does that come together? Well, let me start with the iTouch. So I've not bought an iPhone Many people have, my whole family has, but I've not bought an iPhone because uh, reception at Hopkins in the basement uh, has not been that great with AT&T, and so I've stuck with my Verizon phone. But I finally bought an iTouch, and those of you who have an iPhone or an iTouch know that the iTouch is everything but the phone part. You can't call anybody. But I want to tell you, it is unbelievable. And yes, we have many things that we say are unbelievable, but the fact is you get free wireless, there's no subscription. You buy the thing, 8 gigabytes, 16 and 32. And no, I'm not getting a commission on that. Um, you could download all this, the um, all of our podcasts, a really nice high-res screen. I think it's 320 by 480. Uh, beautiful uh, view, beautiful sound on that. And you could just dump all your cases and look at them as the equivalent of iPhoto. And so we're going to work on things like some teaching tools, uh, we're going to take our contrast program, put it on the on the iPhone or iTunes, and I think it's something that has great potential. Yes, it's small. I think Apple will introduce sometime this year a larger touchscreen, the ability to touch everything, to slide the images over, to expand them by just moving your fingers. Are all very very important navigation tools, and I think it's really uh, a, you should look at it. Even if you don't buy one, go to the Apple Store. There's Apple stores in all big cities. They're nice stores and malls. People are very helpful. You can play around with the stuff. Don't steal it, but you can play around with it forever. They won't kick you out of the store. But you can see it's kind of the future of how imaging needs to be because everything we do with a mouse probably is somewhat archaic. It's tiring. And yes, you're using your finger can be tiring also, particularly on a screen that's straight in front of you. You, you do get arm fatigue, but if we put the screens lower, the whole process will change. But take a look at the iTouch. I think it's something that you might want to look at. Okay, second thing, ECR. I went to the ECR again. That's the European College of Radiology. It was in Vienna, which is always there. And I've made this comment before a couple of years ago that uh, Vienna is an interesting city. You almost don't need a passport because they really don't look at it. Um, you land. The plane next to me was Iranian Airlines, the official carrier of the uh, Islamic Republic of uh, Iran and down the uh, when I got my luggage next to me was Libya and Moscow and Tel Aviv and New York and of course I was flying in from Washington so it's very much an international city and at the ECR because passports aren't an issue you see people from Iran and Iraq and UAE and all the Eastern European countries, the Soviet bloc countries, and the likes. You really see a lot of people who you don't see at RSNA or Rankin Ray or any other meeting. People indeed are very nice. Everyone's interested in information. Uh, when I asked uh, the session I was moderating of about 500 people, how many use CTSS? It was surely more than half the people, which indeed kind of matches a lot of what we've learned when we track CTSS. More than half of our users on a daily basis, or almost half of our users, are non-USA. China is number two after USA, but UAE, for example, and Iraq, I mean, typically we're doing close to 100 countries a day. So again, um, I think the ECR is kind of like the web for radiology. It basically gets people from everywhere. Um, and there are a lot of great papers, a very interesting meeting. So it was a lot of fun.
And the euro is not as strong as it was a couple of years back, and so he actually could buy a soda for only $4.50 rather than $6.50. So that was a major coup. Uh, what else? Now, CME. Okay, those of you who are involved with CME, and we're all involved with CME, some people like myself run courses, so I'm really involved with CME, and all of us attend CME courses and get CME credit. Now, the CME rules are getting tougher and tougher. Now, I'm at Hopkins. We follow the rules. We have a great CME department. We have certain rules, but the rules at Hopkins are the rules that they're told by the accreditation committees. It is driving us crazy. So, you know, all the rules now, mainly driven by Congress, about the fact that a drug company can't give you a free 29-cent pen because of that 29-cent pen, you're going to go buy a $5 million scanner? Well, whatever. I don't like those pens anyway. I don't need any pens. You can't give out bags. Well, I tell you, I collected so many bags in my day. I have bags for my bags. I could open up a meeting and give out 200 bags. So I don't care about the bags. The problem is that companies, although in the past there were excesses, you know, they have fancy parties or take people to uh, exotic places, reality is, is companies play a major role. If you look at in radiology, CT, you look at GE and Siemens and Toshiba and Philips, they do training. We give lectures and we say the most important thing I can tell you is that you need to learn how to use your scanner. You need to learn how to use your workstation. Well, who's going to teach people to do that? That's the companies. They have apps people who are really good at teaching you how to do it. Well, now guess what? I was told for my next set of courses that if anything is done by a company person, no matter whether they have a PhD or not, there is no CME credit. So you could have someone giving a lecture or giving a hands-on workshop for two hours, training you on critical stuff, yet you get no CME credit. Now, of course, we need to learn things, and CME credit is not the only reason to learn something. It's a secondary gain, and most of us have no issues getting our 50 CME credits. But it just kind of annoys me, the fact that, you know, it's the pendulum swinging one way to the other. Now things that are critical for learning, training, are not allowed because we're afraid that when you're trained you may become biased or something to that effect. This is the typical, you know, things gone mad. Okay, I can go on with that. What else? We, when we do a course, we do technologists and radiologists. So some of our courses, like our February meeting, it's about 90-ish plus percent docs and about 5% or so technologists. And for technologists, the AMA credits are not good. There's special ASRT credits. Okay, that's fine. Now, the first thing that kind of could really piss you off is that for the ASRT, the fact that the AMA approves it, it's not good enough. They need to approve it themselves. Hopkins, which runs 150 courses, cannot approve it for technologists. They need to approve it. And guess who approves it? Somebody who doesn't know anything about CT is approving it. So they don't even know what they're looking at. Okay, that's bad enough. Preposterous. All right. Say, Elliot, what are you complaining about? Just fill out the stupid paperwork. Okay, we do that. But now, here's what they think. They think technologists are criminals. And I know a lot of you techs are out there listening to my talk. And why do I say you're criminals? Well, first of all, you know personally, professionally, and Hopkins, we think techs are critical. They're the critical part of our operation. Um, I cannot emphasize how important they are. And radiologists worldwide know techs are super critical to their operation. They deal with our patients. Uh, they're, they're our colleagues. We work together very closely every single day. But guess what? The technology organizations 
the ASRT thinks you're criminals because they're afraid that you're lying. Now, when you do a course these days and you're a doctor, it's a four-day meeting. You sign in the first day. And then at the end of the meeting, you give in a certificate which says how many hours. So if the course was 25 hours, maximum credits, and you attended the entire course, you put down 25. If you slept one afternoon and you didn't come to the meeting, you put down maybe 20 hours if it was five hours in the afternoon. Self-reporting, it's called. And we do take you on your word. Well, technologists, they don't trust you. What they want us to do, and what they're forcing us to do, is for every lecture, they want us to give a code. So, for example, what they really want us to do is we give a lecture eight to nine, have everyone leave the room. Then when you go back in the room, give you a card, punch it. Well, what they agree to is saying, okay, in the morning session, which is, let's say, before the coffee break, you have to tell people a secret code. It's 127. Then you go back to the after, after the coffee break. You got to give them another code, 129. In the afternoon, another secret code, 247. Afternoon after the coffee break, 296, and on and on and on. Now, look, CME is important for radiologists and technologists, but there is an honor system. There's trust. People go to meetings to learn. I think it's really an embarrassment to require technologists to collect these numbers as if we did not trust them. If we don't trust these people, if we don't trust you enough to honestly report your CME hours, then how can I trust you to do the scan correctly? How can I trust you to take care of our patients? And so the answer is, this is nonsense. And those of you who pay ASRT dues, don't pay them. And those of you write to ASRT and say you want to be treated like a professional, you want to be treated like physicians, you want to be treated like nursing, you want to be treated like everybody else. There should be no silly, crazy things with codes and names and you name it. It's unprofessional, it's ridiculous, it's embarrassing, and it's wrong. And yes, we do play the game. We do what they make us do because if not, we can't give Class A credits and everyone needs Class A credits. So we will do what's required, but I am telling you the best thing I recommend is complain. I've complained, you know, it, may not, it hasn't helped to date. They look at us like we're crazy, but I will continue to complain. And this podcast or podcast will prove that we're on the technologist's side, that we support education, we support our technologists, and we look forward to having a great meeting, whether it's in June or it's in September or February, and we look forward to seeing you all there. And with that, that's the end of my podcast. Uh, uh, podcast for today, and hopefully uh, I've brought up some topics of interest to everybody. And with that, I'll say ciao, ciao, ciao. Bye. <laughs>